0: Welcome into the House of L podcast. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Lawrence Holmes. I'm technically on vacation. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still on vacation. Like, I'm not at my job, but when you do run a small media company, which is what I like to tell people, and it's the truth, you need to make sure that you are still putting out content when you can. So I'm putting out content and. Sharing. I like to share. That's the whole idea of having a podcast, right? We are brought to you by the fine folks at Edrington Spirits. They're great. Noble Oak Whiskey, Rye, Bourbon. It's delicious. You need to get it. And on top of it being delicious, it's good for the environment. You want to know why? Why? Well, because for every bottle that you buy, they're going to plant a tree. Yeah, seriously, they're going to plant a tree. So whatever your special occasion is, if you got something big coming up, then I would highly recommend that you celebrate with some Edrington spirits. I know that I did when I won the Lisagor. I poured out some some Macallan, fifteen, and that is one. Of their brands. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to the the top brands in this partnership that we have with Edrington, and we really, really thank them for their support of what it is that we've got going on here at House of L, and we hope that they'll stick around, and it looks like they will, which is great, but I celebrate it. My man, Jason Goff, got me a bottle of McCallum 15, and I... Enjoy the hell out of a glass. After winning the Lisagor. Now I'm going to stop talking about winning the Lisagor. It's funny. It's staring right at me. I don't know where to put it. I think I'm going to put it by my degrees. But I'm still not sure. But hey, isn't that a good problem to have? So, I'm on vacation. I needed a vacation. My boss told me that I needed a vacation. Which means that you probably really need a vacation. If your boss is telling you that they want you to go, but they would like for you to come back, then you need, need a vacation. So I took one. This is the longest vacation I've ever taken while being at the score. I have never – this is – it, it's a seven-day vacation, like seven days on the calendar. But it ends up being eight with the Memorial Day weekend stuff. And I I scheduled it that way. You know, I I took the advice of all the people that are on TikTok and Reels and say, well, why don't you add your vacation to a holiday? So I did that. Anywhoozle, I spent the first part of vacation out in the desert. You know how I feel about the desert. This time, along with being in Phoenix, and I love being in Phoenix, I went out to Sedona, and Sedona is, man, it's everything that people say. I've been there before. But I didn't give myself, I didn't turn myself over to Sedona the last time that I went. And this time I did. Like, there was a lot of just sit and be quiet that was going on with me. Like I needed that. I needed to just sit and be quiet. And when you have the landscape that Sedona offers, it's very easy to do. Um, shout out to my guy Russ Armstrong from ChicagoWindowGuys.com because he he frequents Sedona. So he gave me a really good recommendation. He said, you gotta go have dinner at the coffee pot. And I, or breakfast at the coffee pot. And I was like, all right, bet. They're the home of 101 different omelets. It was terrific. Here's what's interesting. I I don't know if people from Sedona would take offense to this. I got a real Albuquerque vibe at Coffee Pot. The the four corner states I spend some time in. Like I really love Santa Fe, I enjoyed Albuquerque. Um obviously the Phoenix connection. I've spent time in Boulder and in Denver. I haven't been to Utah yet. Maybe that's something that I'll do in the fall or the winter like go see a a Utah game or something. Out there, so it's supposed to be really beautiful, but I haven't gone to any of the, the national parks or anything like that out there. But Sedona's got a little bit of Albuquerque in it. It's a little lower elevation, but that was the vibe I got when I was at Coffee Pot. Just like a little bit more chill vibe. like They were being very experimental with some of the food which I dig and Albuquerque's kind of known for the green chilies like they love to do that. I've I've decided that I don't like green chilies put on my stuff, but I like green chilies available for me to dip my stuff in. That's kind of where I come down on the whole green chilies thing. But anyway, I I was able to do that. I was able to see Chapel in the Rock which is it it was a recommendation from like one of those Hey, you ever been to Sedona type places, like one of the Chamber of Commerce type places? And the guy was like, You gotta go see Chapel in the Rock. So I went to Chap Chapel in the Rock and it it was emotional for me. Um I am a lapsed Catholic. My whole life, for the most part, has been involved in the Catholic church or in Catholic schools. I was a altar boy from the time that I was five until high school. Obviously, I went to DePaul University, which is a Vincentian Catholic school. And, you know, my relationship with the church is like a lot of catholics where you you're like ugh the message is good the the messaging and some of the messengers are great and then there's a lot of bad and you try to you try to make the math math when it comes to whether or not you should have faith but i tend to be a person who cares more about people being kind and moral than necessarily religious. If religion is what leads you to being kind and moral, then I'm here for it. But it doesn't, you don't need it to be kind or moral. Is kind of my stance on it. But I had a real emotional reaction. A real, like, it's a beautiful place. And as a Catholic, having been to, Basilica's and churches and all of these different places. It's very high on the list for places where you go, wow, like that's a that's where you want to have a service. Like that's where you want to. Have a wedding or, you know, a memorial service for someone. It's a beautiful place. I highly I'm not doing it justice. And I don't know if i I don't know if I could do it justice with my words. I threw some pictures up on instagram i think I think I threw them up in stories though so all I can say is that you have this chapel that is built up into a mountain face and you have to travel up to get to it, and it holds maybe. I don't know, 40 people in it, but the views are insane, and I kept wondering, I'm like, man, how much is one of these houses? Because there are a bunch of houses over there too, and from it you can see Bell Rock, which is another great site in Sedona. It's a beautiful place. I highly recommend it. Um, I struggle with vacation. I truly do. I don't know what to do with myself on vacation. And often, I throw myself out of routine just to do it. I don't know. And I always feel better when I kind of get back into a routine. So, the first four, five days of vacation were spent in Arizona, including the weekend. Like, I took the Friday off and headed out west. And then, the rest of my time has been spent here. And then I took a little day trip up to New Buffalo, Michigan, which is one of my favorite places, one of the places that I find to be another calming factor. Um and now I'm just chilling. Like I'm I I enjoy myself. So okay, so let me just real quick go over the whole vacation. Maybe you feel the same way about vacations. Like how what we imagine vacations to be like the idea of someone bringing you a pina colada that's not a pina colada someone bringing you a pina colada and you're just sitting there out in the pool or you're sitting by the water at some resort that has never really done anything for me i i can handle that sort of vacation and i'm using air quotes for a about two days before I go stir crazy. Now that might mean that I am too connected to technology or sports because I, I still love to watch sports even when I'm not working. Like that's the whole reason that it became my profession is because I love it as much as I do. So (laughs) I, I struggle. So I was at a resort in Phoenix And it was cool, but it was also cool to break up. But Phoenix is a city that I know. So I can go around that city, and I know where to go. I know good places to eat. I know all the things that I haven't seen. Like that sort of stuff. It makes it easier for me. I like cities. Like I like exploration. That's, That's pretty much my deal. When I want to go and be away, and it's nice to have, like, your own time to be able to just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kick it. And I don't have to worry about prepping for a show, or if I want to watch the White Sox game, I can. I don't have to. And that's been torture. Like, you're on vacation, you're like, why am I doing this to myself? And then you turn the game off and you go do something more fun but that's usually what it's like for me and it takes me a while so I'm glad I took the extra time because now I feel like I'm actually settled into vacation and I'm getting some of the ba- I've been sleeping like a lot a lot and I'm glad I've needed I've needed it and it's one of those things where you act like you don't and you you know that stupid ass grind mentality or whatever but you need it and i've gotten it for sure i'd like to watch movies while i'm on vacation i like to watch movies regardless but i like to, i love to watch movies when i'm on vacation when time doesn't matter and it's so funny so why don't we take a, a quick break and then i can get into the two of the biggest movies of the summer and you can decide whether or not you would like to hear my review. That's next.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All
0: right, here we go. Before I left on the trip, I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I will get to that review in a second. While I was on the trip, I had forgotten that Fast 10 or Fast X, whatever the hell they're calling it, was coming out. And what's making me laugh is that The Fast and the Furious is on in my office right now as I'm recording it, which is actually a good movie. The first movie is actually good. But to see where we've gone in 20 years with that franchise, look, man, I'm pot committed. I'm watching this thing all the way to the end. I, I've, I've I've done too much to not follow this thing through. So I went to go see. It, it was great, too. It was so great because there was no one in the theater. Downtown Phoenix has an AMC. It's a nice AMC. It's on the campus of Arizona State, their Cronkite School, the Broadcasting School. I did the show from the Broadcast School a little while ago, and that was pretty dope. It's it's a block from there. There's no one there right now because the students have all gone downtown Phoenix. While growing is not is is not as heavy heavily populated. As you would think. So I went into a movie theater. Where there was almost nobody in it. To go see Fast X. And I know that Fast X made a lot of money. It was. That movie was. <sighs> look. I know what I'm getting into. Okay. I've been through. What 11 of these movies now. If you you count the. Hobbs and Shaw thing. I know what it is. I get it. I know what I'm signing up for. I know that when I when I walk into this movie, that I am walking into basically the Avengers at this point. That's what it's turned into. Here's my whole thing. Every movie up to Fast 5 I can make an argument for. It might not be a good argument, but I can at least make an argument for. And if you haven't seen, if you're planning to go see Fast X, if if you watch Fast 5, it will help you it, it will it will help you understand what happened or what's happening, why things are happening in Fast X. Okay. With every movie they kind of up the stakes on the things that they're capable of doing with the cars and the the physics. Like here's my thing. The first movie's so good. And it, it put a spotlight on race culture. Which I think was kind of an interesting thing that they stopped exploring. Like, it it kept being less about race culture. And there's, there's plenty, plenty of material there for you to explore. Like, race culture, there's plenty of stuff. And they just said, screw it. And now they just kind of keep keep doing the same thing. It's some sort of heist. And because there have been so many heists. By the way, Fast Five is the last movie where there's a heist. And to me, that's where the, the whole series of movie changes. It's a heist movie. And then it becomes superhero movie. Okay? I really, here's what I liked about Fast 10, and it's not a big list. I really liked Jason Momoa and Alan Richson. Now, I like them for some different reasons. I like Jason Momoa and Jason Momoa's character, Dante Reyes, because. He was able to blend a couple of different type of villains into his villainy. And I thought that he did it with a lot of flair. He went over the top. And I appreciated him going over the top as a villain. He was compelling as a villain. Alan Richson who plays Jack Reacher, who used to play Aquaman back in the Green Arrow days. That dude is just ripped, man. He's Jack. And it was fun for me as a comic book guy to see both Aquaman in one movie and doing well, right? Because Richson's Aquaman was like the first time that we weren't making fun of Aquaman, and yet we still kind of ended up making fun of his Aquaman, which I think that he is internalized and decided to take to the weight room. That is a dude you do not want to mess with. He is giant. But shout out to him. I enjoyed him, and I enjoyed Jason Momoa in the movie, and 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 I enjoy Tyrese and Ludacris in the way that they play off of each other. I think that that's been something that has grown since Too Fast, Too Furious, which is when those two characters get introduced. Yes, I know that. So I I enjoyed them. Seeing Rita Moreno just pop up, like seeing Lorena be a part of this is cool to me. I'm glad they didn't put her in danger. That would have broken my heart. And that's it. That's all I got. I can't. I can't tell you. Any, I don't want to. Are we even allowed to say spoiler alert for Fast X? Anyway, I. If you are, I. I. I'm not going to look. <laughs> I'm not going to convince any of you that aren't already indoctrinated into the gospel of Dom Toretto to go jump into this series of movies if you haven't already been a part of it. I'm not, I know that I'm not going to do that, so I'm not going to try. If you like popcorn movies, shoot them up, bang, bang, big explosions, all that shit, you'll enjoy it. Even if you have to suspend disbelief a little bit. And you will have to suspend disbelief quite a bit in this movie. Okay. Now let's get to Guardians. Guardians 3, I went and saw at one of my favorite theaters, Block 37. Is like where I go. It's easy from the station. It's less than five minutes, a uh, five minute walk. I can take the Pedway there. They have really good pretzel bites there. Everyone says they have pretzel bites, but not everyone can pull off pretzel bites. But they have really good ones at Block Thirty Seven. I do miss miss Latinicity as one of the one of the casualties of. Uh, the pandemic guardians to me, I had super low expectations for guardians. That's on me, you know, like I, I don't think that Marvel has done a lot of really good movie making lately. I think that there was the, now that I've watched Ant-Man and Wasp, this is my third time while I did that on vacation too. Now that I've watched that three times, there is some stuff in there that I think is really, really good. I don't know what they're gonna end up doing with Jonathan uh Davis, but not Jonathan Davis. Not the lead singer of corn. He's he's not going to maybe maybe him or, you know, wasn't Q tip's name also Jonathan Davis? I, I think that's right. Maybe I'm crazy, but I do think that his name, see, now I got to go into like this loop. And now I've got to be like, oh, uh, you know. I got to find all the Jonathan Davises since I've now made Kang the the Conqueror. Jonathan Majors is the name that I'm looking for. I don't know what they're going to do with Jonathan Majors, but I thought that... They did what I liked about Ant-Man and Wasp, and I'll get to Guardians in a second. The the reflection of the character. I thought that was some of the the coolest stuff that they were able to do in that movie. Where where Ant-Man is like, everything's fine. He's like, wait, is everything fine? Did I make a mistake did I make a huge mistake? Did I put everyone in danger? It's the type of reflection that we have not seen in Marvel during phase 4 and phase 5. We have not the we have not seen it. And that reflection of what is my responsibility as a superhero? And did I put the the needs of my loved ones ahead of the entire universe or the entire multiverse? And so I I really like that. Like oh, after watching it again, I'm like, they that was a really like shrewd piece of movie making to make Ant Man actually sit and think about what had happened and what that means. Anyway, my expectations for Guardians were real low. Like, I I was never a big Guardians person to begin with. It wasn't one of my favorite comics growing up. Like, I always kind of thought it was, even for the comic book world, I thought it was a little out there. It was a little, it wasn't grounded enough for me. But that first Guardians movie was so freaking good. You talk about excellent movie making. That it, it it was very well done. Second movie, eh? But it was fine. I think there's some reflection in this movie too, and I thought they did. I thought the cast in Guardians did a wonderful job of appreciating being together, and probably being together for the last time. I thought what they did inside of this movie with really challenging the concept of eugenics and perfection with the high evolutionary and telling rocket's story I I thought was fantastic I don't I would love to know like how bradley cooper like what were the steps that he went through to find find emotion for a character that he can't embody how do you act without your body cuz i thought that he did a great job of that with his portrayal of rocket and, like, telling the stories and all of that other stuff. There were some decent cameos in it. And I enjoyed, there's some people playing, there's some people in Marvel movies that are playing a different character than that we've seen them play in Marvel movies. I'll let you go check that out for sure. Um, won't spoil that for you, but when you go look at some of the cast, you're going to be like, wait. That person was that person? Huh. Interesting. I thought that it did a good job. It was probably 20 minutes too long. like this pod today. It, It was really good at kind of sharing the feelings of the participants. And, of course, it had all of the goofy stuff. All the goofy stuff that goes along with being Guardians, like even some of the visuals, that's one of the things that's different in Guardians movies than other movies. Like their their exploration of space is different than some explorations. You feel me? And I like that. And it borders on absurd. And That's the way it should be should be absurd in some of these cases but i thought the performances were really good i thought they they really kind of they leaned into the fact that it was over and they acted like it like they really acted like hey let's 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 give the audience something Let's give this audience something that they'll remember. And I think they they accomplished that. So, solid movie. I enjoyed it. And it was a good way to spend time on vacation, like watching movies, catching up on stuff, trying to figure out what Marvel's going to do with Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Jonathan Davis, a.k.a. Q-Tip. AKA the lead singer of corn Are there any other Jonathan Davises that I'm missing out on. Oh, also real quick. Dave Bautista has done an excellent job turning himself into an actor. It's one thing to say that you're going to be in movies and you're going to be a movie star. And I think that to a certain extent, Rock has done that. He's, he's a movie star, not a great actor. And I, I don't know if he was ever going to be a great actor, but like watching some of the early stuff that he did, it did feel like that he wanted to work towards becoming a great actor. But he's figured out, let me just be a movie star. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Batista, on the other hand i I think Batista is is for a guy that is menacing because of how he's built. I like the way that he goes about picking roles and him leaning into acting so that's my the way that that Drax and Mantis like interact inside this movie. I think was is high comedy. I would I would watch another short if you didn't see it. They did a Christmas special which is somewhat important to understanding what Guardians 3 is all about. I wouldn't say necessary, but I think they'll give you a better idea of what the hell is going on but their their interaction with each other I thought was great. Batista and Palm like they really really you could, like like I said, like it's one of those things where you can tell the cast they appreciate and like each other. And it comes across and it makes it a, a more enjoyable movie-going process for everyone involved. All right. Oh, and there's also a cookie for you if you've been... Vin Diesel is also in that movie as Groot, and there's a cookie for you at the end of it. I'm not even talking about the extra scenes. You'll see when you see it. If you haven't seen it, like maybe you're waiting for it to be on Disney Plus instead of seeing it out in the movie theater. Um, I know that... I, I prefer being able to watch some movies at home. I watch Air too. Should I give you a review of Air? How about this? I'll do a whole nother episode on Air. Also, let me tell you, before we get up out of here, we are going to offer a couple of new... I can now make the announcements. So the people who are who have made it through this episode, you will be the first to know what it is that we're doing. We're going to launch two new podcasts inside of House of L. I'm going to host one. And my buddy, Chicago comedian Joe Kilgallen, is going to host the other half of it. We're going to spend some time talking about our favorite White Sox and our favorite Cubs. That's what, what we're going to do. I'm going to host a podcast about favorite White Sox players. And Joe is going to host the podcast on favorite Cubs players. So we've lined up a bunch of people who are fans of the team. A lot of them you will recognize, and we are going to talk to them about their favorite player. The whole episode is going to be about that favorite player. So we hope that you enjoy it because we're going to be launching episodes coming up this week. And I'm excited about that. Obviously, sports adjacent is going to continue. Um, There's another. There's another podcast that I'm working on right now that I'm, I'm both excited and scared about putting in the final green light on this because it, it can put House of L in danger. This person can put House of L in danger. But that's kind of the, the fun part about it too, right? So anyway, I wanted to let you know what was going on and what's coming next. Also, I'm going to start connecting. House of Bell has a YouTube page. If you go there now, there's not a lot on there. There's going to be more stuff coming this week. So if you're on YouTube and you just search House of L podcast, you'll find it. I'm going to connect my column in the Sun-Times with the YouTube page, and I'm going to put some videos up for the column, like kind of give like a little synop like a two-minute synopsis or whatever on what the column was about and why I wanted to talk about that particular subject. So if you're on YouTube, there'll be a little bit more video content that we can play around with. I'm still trying to figure out I, I don't think it's appropriate for me to record videos like inside of what is what I like to call my my score studio like with the score backdrop. My score backdrop is seven feet. Like, it's a big deal to kind of move it. So, we'll see. We'll see where I... It's probably going to end up being in my kitchen or in front of my bookshelf. Just so you know. And and know that that's what we were talking about. All right, y'all. Thanks for the love yet again. Thanks to Edrington Spirits. Go get yourself some... Outstanding Edgerton Spirits. Go get the Noble Oak. Go get the McAllen. With the Noble Oak, for every bottle that you buy, you are helping to plant a tree. So know that that's what's up. Thank you for listening and supporting House of L the way that you do. I will talk to you next time. I. Hey.